is the Loose Cannon, David McBee, and welcome back to another exciting edition of This is the XFL Podcast Show 2020, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the one and only, Joey the Dragon Shaw. Happy New Year's, everybody. Well, Happy New Year, and tell you what, happy uh, training camp as the XFL, a lot of uh, Christmas gifts for us in the last week, as finally we have some rules, and this week's episode is going to be all about rules, rules, rules for the XFL. We got some exciting rules to share, and it looks like the fans, too, we've been running a poll this week, seeing what the fans think of the new rules. And uh, it's going to be pretty exciting as we're going to spend a little time talking about that, Dragon. Sounds great. Let's get into it. Before we get into uh, what we think about the new XFL rules, um, XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck got a chance to sit down with the St. Louis Battlehawks. This is courtesy of the St. Louis Battlehawk Facebook page and shared a little bit about what rules he finds exciting. So before we go into what me and the Dragon think, let's see what uh, Commissioner Oliver Luck thinks. Uh, Rule changes that uh, we've studied, we've looked at, we've gone through the normal sort of product development, uh, you know, timelines in terms of how you, you, you validate these rule changes. I'm excited about, you know, the new kickoff. It's, it's a little bit different. Folks, um, I think, will like it because we're getting a kickoff return. That's the fun part of the kickoff. I'm excited about the double forward pass, which uh, is a great trick play, and I guarantee you there'll be a couple of touchdowns scored in this league during the course of the season on that double forward uh, pass. I think I'm most excited, to be honest, though, about uh, the one rule change that I think will be the most consequential, and that's the 25-second play clock. Mm-hmm. So that means that you know we'll have to get a playoff every 25 seconds, and that's going to mean an up-tempo, fast-paced game. And I think uh, that means you got to be in better shape. You know, players have to have better conditioning. Coaches have to be prepared for their substitutions. You've really got to be buttoned up to do that. Uh, but I think it also shows players when they play fast, right, and aren't thinking too much, they play better. All right. Well, to kind of start us off, uh, of course, the XFL announced their rules this week. Opening kickoff February 8th. We are less than one month away before this new league kicks off. And there was five uh, gameplay rules, five timing rules, and five what the XFL is calling common sense rules that, that has come out. Uh, I'm really going to focus on the ones, the major ones, the, the ones that were the major ones to me uh, that I think are going to be a lot different than what we're going to see in the NFL. And uh, kind of start off first, going to talk about the, uh, the new point after touchdown rule. Of course, uh, in the NFL, there's always going to be an extra point or a two-point conversion. The XFL is going to allow a team to have the option to run a play from the two-yard line, the five-yard line, or the ten-yard line, and each one of them is worth different points. From the two-yard line is one point, uh, the five-yard line two points, and the ten-yard line is going to be three points, and it's going to be an offensive play. No kicking plays are allowed. It is taking away the point after attempt that the NFL has. And I really like this rule. What do you think about it, Dragon? This was probably one of my favorite rules, actually. Um, Because of the two, five, and ten-yard line, different points, one, two, or three points, like you said. But also the defense is able to – if they're able to cause a turnover, they could return the ball 
and they could score the points that the other team was going for. So I really like that. Well, I, you know, the NFL, you know, the extra point kick is pretty much an automatic play. But I think this really is going to create a lot of excitement because you're going to have an extra play from scrimmage. And the big thing that I really like about this new rule is, you know, if you're an 18-point game, for example, in the NFL, that would be a three-possession game. You can score nine points per possession now. That completely changes the game. If you're down nine points with two minutes to go in the NFL, the game's done because you got to get a, a touchdown, two-point conversion, and then get the ball back on an onside kick. With the XFL rule, you can get a touchdown, three-point play, nine-point game. I mean, I, I love this rule. I do too. Everything that the XFL seems to be doing in regards to the rules uh, is driving this game to be exciting and to keep the fans engaged. Uh, it, you're going to want to sit and watch the game because it could be literally anybody's game at any possession. You could, you could get back into the game. So for me, all these rules drives a lot of excitement and, again, keeps the fans sitting in the seats at the stadium or at home keeps you sitting there watching it on your TV. And it also makes the game go faster with a lot of the rules that they're implementing, which I uh, find exciting. Well, another rule that I'm really excited about is uh, one of the timing changes, the 25 second play clock. And this was something that I believe the AAF attempted uh, when they had their league last year, which makes for a very fast moving game. Uh, I really like the 25-second uh, play clock. Uh, or the NFL is actually, I'm sorry, a 40-second play clock. Uh, so they say it takes an average of seven seconds to spot the ball, and then they have 25 seconds to get the play off. Uh, what do you think about that rule, Dragon? Again, I like it. I think, it again, it's, it's, it's making this game faster-paced. To me, that's going to create excitement. And, I, again, I, st- I say it again, it's going to keep fans engaged. Well, and speaking of engaged, uh, one of what they call, and I, I like how the XFL, you know, they call it gameplay innovations, timing changes, common sense rules. One of their common sense rules was the one foot inbound rule. And this is a rule that is very similar to uh, college football. Uh, a player has to, if they secure a live ball in flight before the ball touches the ground, they just have to touch the ground with any part of their body and maintain control enough, and they just need one foot inbounds. Whereas the XFL, uh, I mean the NFL, has two foot, uh, two feet inbounds. To me, this is a great offensive play. This is going to make it for some, you know, possibly some high scoring games. Yes, every a lot of the rules. Uh, I was talking to some other guys about this. Uh, we believe it will be high scoring games because of some of the rules. Speak. The, you were just talking about the one foot inbound. I like that. I think the uh, instant replay, or if they have to go to replay, having one foot is going to make it a whole lot easier to judge was he in or was he out. Yeah, it's going to make it a lot easier for the offensive player. Uh, the the one foot inbounds, the twenty five second play clock. It's going to be a fast moving game, offensive type game. Then you're talking about the points after touchdown. Uh, overall, I was really happy with with a lot of the uh, the rules. Um, another one. Two that I want to mention real quick, the overtime rule, uh, the overtime rule. It took me a little, re- I admit I had to really read this a couple times, but uh, because overtime in the XFL is going to consist of five rounds, 
They're going to do all alternating single play possessions. So it's very similar to like the National Hockey League or currently, you know, uh, Major League Soccer, how they do their shootouts and their penalty kicks. So a round will consist of one offensive play per team. Each possession, they'll be at the five-yard line, and they have one play to score. And each point um, is worth two points. So they will continue to go for five rounds unless the team's automatically eliminated. So let's say Team A gets the first three attempts and Team B doesn't get their first three attempts. Then there's no more plays. The game is over. But they'll ultimately play five rounds, uh, and it's worth two points apiece. And it, I think that's going to be it's going to it's going to be interesting because you're going to have teams swapping in and out over and over. So they're going to have to keep it moving. But uh, overall, I think this could be a pretty cool rule. I agree. It's a I like I like the idea of it being a shootout. So, you know, another rule that I really liked is What's... the double forward pass. Yeah, the double forward pass is another one that uh, it's uh, it'll make for one of the most exciting plays in football. Uh, you know, the NFL and college only allow one forward pass per play, and they have to throw it to someone that is actually uh, behind them. According to this, the XFL says if a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, the team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has had no time cross the line of scrimmage. So... I, I think this is a good rule. It's going to make double passes less risky because the first pass could fall incomplete rather than becoming fumbled later. Uh, I think it's a pretty pretty cool play. I do too. What do you think about the dedicated ball spotting? I think the dedicated ball spotting is going to be good because it's going to move uh, – it's going to really uh, move things – move it along a little bit quicker – uh, you know, right now I think NFL and college, they use seven officials and no single officials responsible for spotting the ball. So this will be allow them to spot the ball quickly and also get, keep it moving. And it looks too like from what I've read, they're going to allow a new ball after each play. So for me, especially if the weather's nasty outside, that's going to be good because you're going to get a ball that's probably uh, ready to throw and isn't going to be nasty. Maybe that'll keep uh, people from deflating them a little bit too. Yeah, I, I don't know if we'll have any <laughs> deflate gate action here in the XFL, but 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 real quick, back to the uh, the overtime conversion too. Uh, you know, a couple of things that we didn't share on that too. Of course, if both teams are tied at the end of five rounds, let's say both of them get three three scores apiece, so that's six points. Let's say they're still tied. Then after that, it goes to a sudden. It's a sudden death. Uh, where, you know, one team would do, and if they get it and the other team doesn't, you know, each team will have a chance to match. I really like this because in the NFL, a coin coin toss determines which team gets the ball first in overtime. And then if neither team wins, you can have a tie. This rule, there will always have to be a winner, and every team will have the opportunity to possess the ball and try to win the game. So it takes that coin toss, that daggum coin toss, um, out out completely. I like that too. Yeah, the coin toss eliminating. You know, with, with the coin toss, whoever gets the coin toss, I think always has the upper hand uh, advantage when it comes to winning the ball game. With this, it's going to shake things up, and it's going to still be anybody's game. And 
you know, also, uh, you know, a shorter halftime in the XFL. They came out this week. They're also going to be doing uh, 10-minute halftimes and then back to the action. So uh, if you're uh, doing a cookout or something like that, make sure you got your uh, grill going. You're only going to have 10 minutes at halftime. It's kind of like high school basketball. 10 minutes between ha- uh, court, uh, during the half. You got 10 minutes. That's not a lot of time. Well, those are the rules that I really – the ones that really stuck, stood out to me that I really am excited about. But there well, are a couple of rules that I'm not real excited about. Which ones are those? Uh, the uh, and, and I think part of it is, too, I just really need to see it uh, more. Uh, I really like last year with the AAF. It kind of took the, a, the, uh, the kickoff was completely taken out. They would automatically just put the ball – I think it was maybe the 25-yard line, if I'm incorrect – Someone, I'm sure, is going to point me out, but I remember they would just spot the ball. There wasn't a kickoff. Uh, I kind of like that. I thought it made the it move a little bit quicker. The XFL says the kicker will kick from the 25-yard line. They must kick the ball in air, and uh, the coverage teams are going to actually line up on the 35-yard line and the 30-yard line. So, of course, instead of guys running super hard down the field, where you get that momentum and you could have some major injuries. I think it's a good rule because it's going to protect the uh, the punt returner. But I'm just not a real crazy fan about that. I mean, I, I really kind of liked what the AAF did last year with it. The this With this punt return, the way they got it set up, though, the one thing I think it will, again, create excitement is the opportunity for more return balls uh, on punt re- on punt return. Well, Joe, a, do you mean do you mean punt return or kickoff? Oh, uh, excuse me, kick return. I'm uh, you're saying you said punt, didn't you? I'm thinking uh, kick the kick off. returns. I'm thinking kickoff. Yeah, sorry. Uh, for the kickoff, it's going to allow again more uh, more excitement and opportunity to score. Well, I I just I, I'm going to have to see how that evolves. And honestly, maybe I just don't like it because it's something I haven't seen yet. But I would say that's probably the one, and I'm not completely opposed to it. I would just say those other ones I was really excited for. This one, maybe I need to see how it works, and maybe that's something I come back later and say, hey, I like how it's working. I think it's a real good rule. But uh, you mentioned punt, and, of course, you know the XFL also came out with new punt uh, rules as well. It says a punting team cannot release past the lineman of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. And also – if the ball goes out of the bounds inside the 35-yard lines, the ball's automatically going to go to the 35. If the ball lands in the opponent's end zone or goes out of the end zone, the result is a touchback, and it goes to the 35-yard line. Uh, fair, it does say fair catches uh, are permitted. So uh, that one, too, I mean, the, the kickoff and the punt are the two that I'm probably the least excited about, and maybe it's just one of those things I'm going to have to see how it actually works out. Yeah, we, we will be finding out uh, first game February 8th. So it, it does look like uh, this new rule from the rationale the XFL says on their punts, it's going to create an average distance between the punt return and the defender. It's going to make it 11 yards uh, compared to the NFL average of about six yards. So they're thinking they're going to give them more room to make more of a play, which tells me these rules are really centered around scoring, having exciting plays, and making the XFL – uh, really the extremely fun league is what you might say what the XFL is standing for uh, based on some of these rules. I think so. High scoring, possibly high scoring. I think there's a good chance there. And uh, just excitement. 
Well, and, uh, you know, it looks, too, like they're wanting the games played quickly, shortening up halftime, the running game clock. Uh, you know, so it's uh, it's very similar. You know, uh, you know some of it – well, I, let me rephrase that. It's not similar. I mean, it's a completely different setup than what I think a lot of uh, leagues have done in the past. Um, we actually went ahead, you know, with these new rules coming out. We posted – a uh, poll on our page, and a lot of people don't know, uh, we have a page that you can go to, the Twin Lakes Sports Network on Facebook. That is Twin Lakes Sports Network. Type it in, look it up. We always share our XFL polls on there. Uh, But we had a poll about the rules, whether the fans like them, whether they don't like them. And uh, Dragon, it was pretty unanimous. For or against? It was pretty. Uh, it was pretty unanimous for the rules. Uh, it was honestly. It was. It was kind of a landslide. And I'm pulling up the up to date numbers right now. So far, we've had uh, 266 votes. 89 percent say they like the new rules, and only 11 percent say they don't like them. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a few rules in there that you're not going to like, like you said. But overall, uh, I think the rules that they've come up with are fantastic. And like again, we're gonna find out February eighth. I think it's gonna be exciting. And one of the things I was thinking of, you, you mentioned time. You know, they want this to, to keep moving. Um, for a broadcast uh, perspective, and there may be, maybe not a lot of people out there that care about this, but it got me thinking: with it moving so fast, what about opportunities for advertising? How are they gonna fit that in? I, that's just a question I have for myself. I, I can't wait to see in February how they make that work with it moving as quick because it, it seems like they try to eliminate as much uh, downtime as possible. And with downtime, that's where, you know, a lot of the commercials will come up when you're watching NFL. Yeah, that is a good point. That could uh, be a revenue uh, issue down the road. Of course, the AAF, they, uh, lim- they got their games down to about two and a half hours where the NFL, it can go three, three and a half hours on it. Uh, so yeah, that's a great point to bring up. We'll have to kind of see how it plays off, but Overall, I mean, if I was to rate it, I would agree with the 89%. I like, I like the, uh, some of the things that they're willing to try out. And I'm sure, you know, if it's not working out, hey, they're going to go the other way and change it. So just because it's a rule today, I mean, it could change if it's not going to work out. But I at least like that they're thinking outside the box and they're going to try some new things. I agree. And uh, another topic, I guess, or – I was reading somewhere where they had brought in, you know, broadcasters, uh, they brought in the teams and all this to make sure that some of the things that they're coming up with were going to work. Or like you said, they hope they're going to work. There may be some things they have to change once things actually get going. But from what I've read, it seems like they've tried to cover all the bases, uh, things that you may not think about when you're sitting on the couch watching a game, all the things that go behind the scenes and things that have to happen in order to get that game, uh, off and running and get it on your TV screen. Well, I did watch a lot of uh, the uh, ESPN this week when the rules came out. And I know uh, one of the ESPN shows, they were talking about the rules and there was a couple of them they said they liked, but then there was some, they were really kind of blasting. And I think it's just people not willing to think outside the box. And, you know, I'm willing for them to try something new. It doesn't have to always be the same way. I mean, I, overall, I, I'm I'm happy with it. I, I like that they they're trying some new things. I don't think some of the uh, broadcasters I was watching on ESPN was saying it was cartoonish, 
I don't think it's cartoonish. I mean, if you really go to XFL.com and read the the rules, comparison to their rules, and then they even give a breakdown on XFL.com where they say, hey, this is our rationale behind the decision. I think that's cool because if you read the rationale, a lot of these really make sense. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say cartoonish. Uh, don't see how they could see that, but hey, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah, so we'll have to see. Of course, like you said earlier, we're going to find out in you know February 8th when the season kicks off. And speaking of, uh, February 9th is when our St. Louis Battlehawks season begins. And some news coming this week with the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, you know, we had mentioned last uh, on our last episode that uh, the Battlehawks Doug Meekum was actually leaving for a job with TCU. Uh, so that left a void with the Battlehawks with the season only, you know, 20, it looks like it's actually 27 days away. Uh, they lost their offensive coordinator. He did end up going to TCU, but the Battlehawks have hired uh, Chuck Long to fill in Meekum's uh, offensive coach role. And I got to tell you, I think this is a really good choice. I was very happy when I saw who they were getting in this position. I agree with that. Uh, I was looking up on him. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame guy, 99. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner. NFL uh, player. Excuse me, runner-up. NFL player. I mean, the guy's got quite the uh, resume. Yeah, I mean, you know, call, like you mentioned earlier, college football Hall of Fame playing for Iowa. Uh, great college player, runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. Uh, he played in five bowl games for the Hawkeyes. And the really cool thing is uh, former teammate of the head coach of the St. Louis Battlehawks, Jonathan Hayes. So I think you can see that's where his connection is there. Yeah, so hopefully uh, those guys have chemistry. Well, they've worked together before. He was an offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and Kansas. Uh, Hayes and Long both coached together on the Oklahoma National Championship team, so they're going to be familiar with each other. Uh, he's also going to be taking over for the Battlehawks quarterbacks, and it looks like they brought in uh, Reggie Davis has been hired to take over his previous duties as running back coach. So, uh, you know, and I think bringing Davis, I think Davis is going to be a good one. He's a former tight end with the San Diego Chargers, uh, who's been with the 49ers, UNLV, Oregon State, Nebraska. So he's been around. So I don't think they're going to lose that much. I think Chuck Long's already been really involved in it. Uh, I remember watching Chuck Long back when he was a quarterback of the Detroit Lions playing on those uh, Thanksgiving games. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to miss that much. And I think someone who's already been in there and part of the system, I think that was a great choice uh, by the head coach. I agree. St. Louis's uh, coaching staff definitely looking solid. So a lot going on, 27 days away, and uh, you know a lot of new merchandise that you can get out on the XFL page. Also, I encourage everyone, go to that XFL.com site, kind of check it out. Uh, but uh, the season is going to be here right around the corner, and it looks like the XFL is doing a really good job at least having a social media presence uh, this week, uh, sharing a lot of training camp videos. Also, uh, you know, I mean, they're sharing training camps each day. Like, you can go onto their page every day and watch a training camp video that they are doing kind of spotlighting each day. I think that's pretty cool. 
Yeah, there's a lot of videos out there. I haven't been able to watch all of them, but uh, training camp is in full force for uh, all the teams right now. Even some of them are scrimmaging. Uh, I did read on that. Uh, I think it was the Vipers, which uh, they were one of my favorite uniforms, by the way, the Vipers and in the, the uh, St. Louis uh, Battlehawks. I really like theirs. But the Vipers and Roughnecks, they had a uh, scrimmage. And from what I read, things got a little bit heated. Uh, so living up to their names, the Vipers were striking and the Roughnecks were getting rough. Well, the St. Louis Battlehawks, they got to have their first scrimmage. They actually took on the uh, New York Guardians. And, uh, you know, it looks like they were getting rough too. I think, you know, they've been practicing against each other so long. They were probably excited. Hey, this is our chance to really start hitting someone else besides each other. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they got to be excited getting out there on the field, padded up. And uh, I'm sure ready to ready to play the game. Well, there's some great stories uh, if you go on the XFL.com website under St. Louis Battlehawks. And a lot of people tuning in for the first time probably like, why are you guys talking about the Battlehawks so much? Well, we're actually located in North Central Arkansas, so the Battlehawks is kind of our team that we're going to be watching close. But it's going to be interesting, too, uh, to see how the quarterback battle is going uh, between between each team. I mean, between the three players that we did the uh, highlights on last time. Uh, so hopefully we'll have some information coming up very shortly. Cause I know in the, uh, even in the mini camp battle, uh, it was pretty obvious at quarterback, uh, Jordan Tamau, uh, who is the first quarterback assigned to the team. He is really, from what we've heard, really impressed with his arm and athletic ability and appears to be in the lead right now. Yeah. The last thing I'd read was, uh, all three of them had a really good showing, and that they were just waiting for somebody to kind of step out and show show a little more to where they could say, okay, that's our guy to start. But uh, uh, that was the last thing I read. And so you, you're saying now, uh, Tamu is? I'm not, how you pronounce that? You pronounce that for me. Uh, I think it's Tamau is how Tamau. you pronounce it. Yeah, okay. Jordan Tamau. And if we butcher <laughs> that, I'm sure someone's gonna uh, post uh, post this and let us know how to uh, pronounce it correctly. So that was something you had talked about. You're saying he's uh, kind of stepping forward now as the the possible starting quarterback. I think you had talked about that in an earlier podcast that that was your pick. Yeah, from what from what I'm reading, uh, you know, uh, overall it looks like his arm and his athletic ability has kind of made him stand out. I heard that Brogan Roback, uh, you know, that what they've said is he's brought a real fire and energy to the team. Uh, he was, of course, drafted in the second round. Uh, Taylor Henneke, the veteran who they added – has been, from what I've read, has been a very steady presence. So right now I think they got a lot of depth, but the uh, athleticism in the arm, there's a video too of uh, Tamaru throwing a, just he's got a rifle on him. Uh, to me, I think he's got to be the leader here early. Well, like having three quarterbacks like this is really going to help St. Louis because, you know, you never know when an injury could happen. And uh, having three guys that are, you know, if, especially if they're saying now that, you know, they, they all three stand out as starters. If that's the case, that's going to be really good for St. Louis to have that in their arson. Well, and uh, just uh, reading some of the notes, too, that's been out. Uh, the team's first ever draft pick, uh, Christine Michael, took no long. I mean, he's uh, took no time in stepping up. He's really been a leader off and on the field in practice. Uh, he and a uh, former uh, Florida back, Matt Jones, Look like they're going to be a big one-two punch out of the backfield. 
But then Jonathan Hayes said, hey, you got to keep an eye on Sherman Batty. He's a two-lane running back who uh, who uh, Jonathan Hayes said, quote, an extraordinary player and an even better human being. So, uh, you know, we were talking about the quarterbacks having a three, three-man group pretty deep. Also looks like the running backs with, uh, with Michael Jones and Batty, uh, we're going to have some depth there as well. That's right. Hey, and uh, speaking of, we were talking about having the three quarterbacks and injuries can happen. Uh, I, I'd read where uh, Dallas, their, Dallas Renegades, their quarterback, Landry, uh, Landry Jones, he sustained a left knee injury during a practice uh, Monday uh, during the, uh, the team's training camp. So, you know, like I say, you never know when injuries could happen. Yeah, that's a great point there. That's why it's good to have depth. Of course, Landry Jones, the first ever draft pick of the XFL, former Pittsburgh Steeler quarterback. He's someone that I wish my Steelers would have had this year. But, uh, yeah, they're saying he's out possibly four to six weeks. So he's not even going to be back till the season's already started. And I think that's where having that depth, everyone is one hit away from being taken out. So I think that's going to really give the Battle Hawks an advantage as a uh, – as they continue to progress through training camp. Yep. I hear you. But, uh, overall, uh, you know, we'll go more in depth later. We'll continue covering. We're 27 days, four weeks away. Uh, want to say thank you too to all those people that tuned in, uh, who have helped make us top 100 in on Apple podcasts. We couldn't do that without you guys tuning in, but we're excited. I know that was kind of a rapid fire. There are tons of rules out there. Uh, we just wanted to cover kind of the highlights that we really saw. Of course, as the weeks we get closer to the season, we're going to start talking about, you know, who is who is going to be the starting quarterback, who's the starting running back. And then we're going to start breaking down our opponent for week one because that's only four weekends away. And I'm excited. The season is almost here, Joey the Dragon. I, I'm very excited. And uh, one of the other things I want to mention uh, that I'm excited for is their audio. Uh, miking up some of the offense and the, uh, I think the co- some of the coaches as well. And we've seen that with the AAF. So I'm excited to see how the XFL handles the audio in comparison to the AAF. Because if one thing the AAF did right, in my opinion, that was their audio. I really enjoyed the audio. Well, I think the AAF did probably did quite a few things right. Uh, fortunately, the one thing they didn't do right was the most important was making sure the league was funded. And, uh, you know, the uh, XFL does not seem to have that issue. Of course, our last podcast, there was a lawsuit that was in the works with the XFL. Uh, We haven't got any new information on that. It was actually with the WWE, a a conflict of interest suit against uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out. I don't think anyone, I think you're crazy if you're going to take on the WWE lawyers because, they have shown themselves to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of litigation. <laughs> well, when, you, when you've got money like he does, you, you better have the uh, lawyers to back you. All right. Well, of course, and all those people, uh, if you're tuning in the first time, go on to Facebook, Twin Lakes Sports Network. Uh, we cover all sorts of uh, – we cover high school sports. We cover football, basketball. We cover all sorts of stuff. We cover the world of professional wrestling and, of course, the XFL. We have – different polls out there every week. We'll have another poll out there later this week and uh, be sure to vote on it. And if it's your first time listening to us and you haven't done it yet, go on, uh, reach down, give us that five-star rating. We'd really appreciate it. 
And, uh, you know, rapid fire, I know we'll get more episodes in as we're getting closer, but man, 27 days, this has uh, snuck up on us, but, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm ready for some football. I know the NFL's going hard right now with the playoffs, but Hey, playoffs after that's done, football season ain't over. We're still going to have football. That's right. XFL for the love of football. All right, and for the love of podcasts, this is the Loose Cannon, David McBee, saying thank you all for tuning in. And uh, Joey the Dragon, anything you want to say before we head out? Hey, just appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Give us that like, share, you know, we appreciate it, the five-star rating. But most importantly, thank you for joining us and taking time. Your busy time, time is valuable, valuable, excuse me. So we appreciate you uh, taking the time to tune in to us. And for the Loose Cannon, David McBee, Joey the Dragon Shaw, this week, go out and do something nice for someone. Because your tomorrows are never guaranteed. Have a great week from all of us here at This Is The XFL.